Hello, you're listening to Track by Track, the Trash Music Podcast, with me, Dan Bull, editor of Trash, which you can find at movetotrash.co.uk, and me, Will Warren, music enthusiast and contributor to Trash. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's it's Christmas Eve. The big day's tomorrow. Will, are you prepared? I think I think so. I think it's too late now. It's too late, actually, yeah. And it's been a busy December. We've been rattling through episodes with multiple episodes for sure, albums of the year, and now we're today uh, finally going to kick back and enjoy some Christmas albums. And I think in an ideal world, if you're... If you're a prepared person, if you're a person, an organised person, get all of that out of the way and enjoy Christmas Eve for the day. Is don't pop to Aldi now for your last minute sprouts. Don't go into town because it's going to be absolutely ramoed. Enjoy this day. This is a day like Christmas Day in Boxing Day. Spend it with your family and pop a podcast on. Pop a podcast on, and um, I can see you're clutching a bottle of something cold and sparkling. Well, I hope you don't mind, and I hope you don't mind, listeners, but. To get us in the season, I've got a little bottle of fizz here. I'm just going to... Go on. Pop that. Oh! oh. <laughs> Can I interest you in a... Go on, then. I know you don't normally... Oh, oh lovely. that's lovely. Yeah. It's quite a premium Prosecco, actually. So, Will, can you tell us a little bit about today's yes, Christmas special and... Quick clink. Cheers. Clink, clink. Oh, oh lovely. lovely. So, today... We've got, obviously, episode today on Christmas Eve, another episode tomorrow on Christmas Day, both Christmas selections. Today, we're quite up to date. So, this is a Christmas album from last year. Uh, it's Sears' album, Every Day is Christmas. And what a treat to have a whole album of original yes. Christmas tracks. Because, being quite honest, we mentioned way back in the early days of Track by Track, way back in the, in the demo stages... Th- I said I'd love to do some Christmas albums around this time because, and I said in last week's episode, Christmas music for me, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Christmas, and the music plays a massive part in that. So I really wanted to do a modern Christmas album and a classic Christmas album. And Sia, fantastic recording artist, singer, songwriter, producer, director. Uh, she's had a long career. And I guess musically only probably in the last 10 years has she actually seen real success as yeah. an artist. I think Titanium with David Guetta did it for her, didn't it, really? Took her to the next level. She was very successful. Well, she had, let me say, she had some success before that. Uh, my other half, actually, my... Um, no, Ashley. Uh, a big Sia fan and, and really in, and likes the early stuff that even when she was using her surname back in those days. Um, Furla. Furla, yes. yes. When she was showing her face as well. Didn't have that wig on. But for me, Titanium is where I heard about her first and heard that iconic vocal. And then I wasn't a mass. I really respect her, but I wasn't a massive fan of everything she did. But this Christmas album, for me, is... is Well, I'll tell you more about it as we go on. Now, Dan, this album was co-written and produced by a noted producer... Yes. Bearing in mind the people we have often talked about this year on the podcast, who do you think it could be? I don't think it's Stuart Price, is it? (laughs) That's not Stuart Price. It's not Xenomania. Um, It's not the wonderful people behind Cher's uh, Believe album or Dancing Queen Oh, Dancing Queen. Uh, It's Greg Kirsten. Yes. Who is a, a producer I'm surprised we've not talked about before. 
because he's got a great track record for producing brilliant pop albums. He's worked with Kelly Clarkson, Pink, Adele, Lily Allen, a lot of females, actually. Mm. Uh, what's also interesting about Greg is that I remember reading when this album came out, this is his second Christmas album, but he's Jewish. So we've got a, a lovely collection to talk through of original Christmas songs. Um, so, I, And I think the beauty of that is there's no benchmark. Uh, we can enjoy them and appraise them for what they are uh, and enjoy the fact that we're listening to them on Christmas Eve. Yes. So let's light a candle. Let's pop a mince pie and a carrot on a plate because Santa's coming for us. powerful Sears voices yes even on a fun sort of quite whimsical track like this in a collection like this it's certainly an iconic vocal isn't it you know who it is and it certainly sets the tone for the rest of the album because it's what I love about I love a modern original Christmas song that's got a bit of a beat to it it's got a bit of meat to it rather than rather than a you know I'm not a fan of a of a ballad Oh, perhaps a couple of things on the album that you're not going to... Well, that's to be expected. Yes. Yeah. But this one, absolutely great fun. Very upbeat. It's got a sort of a a, a Latin, I want to say, something like that. A very uh, samba kind of feel. I'm not sure there's something that's not overly festive about it. It's got a real uh, a bop to it, a beat to it. Um, and also, this was the first track released from the album. So, Will... Here's a big question for you. When is it acceptable to start listening to Christmas music? When in the year? Uh, December 1st. Really? Yes. So I'm I'm not of your train of thought. I, I can't wait that long. Because Christmas is ever, isn't it? From, I mean, the Selfridges Christmas shop opens in August. Which for me is too early. But it's very difficult to avoid Christmas before that. Even if you don't choose to put Christmas music on, you're going to hear it in the shops. So I have to start listening to it end of October be- Middle of November sort of time. I always think once Black Friday's out of the way, then you're full steam ahead straight into Christmas. Yeah. Because no, there are no other... Although Black Friday isn't an event, it's becoming more and more of a big deal. But I think... Well, you was knocking a few bidders out of the way for your new TV, you know, last week. Oh, I, I limboed under the security shutter as it was coming up at 5am. <laughs> uh, but I got that 50-inch. Yes, you did. Um, the reason I asked about... When is it too early? This track was released on the 30th of October, 2017. It's too early. Do you think? Well, it's before Halloween. You've got Halloween, Bonfire Night, Thanksgiving and Black Friday still to go. There's a few questions there. Black Friday doesn't really fall into the holiday category. And also Thanksgiving, do you, is that when you celebrate? I know, but I just mean as in big cultural events. Don't... I, obviously, I'm not an American myself, so I don't fully understand all of Thanksgiving Does but we do have a lot of American listeners uh, we do and um, hi y'all uh, thanks for listening <laughs> don't Thanksgiving and Christmas kind of blend into one because even the bits I have seen on films they've got Santa there on the on the parade 
Yes, but isn't your view of American Christmas Home Alone? And Miracle on 34th Street. Let's move on. Let's draw a veil over... Let's draw a festive, a tinsel-trimmed veil over that. (laughs) And move into track number two now. Uh, And uh, let's take a trip down... And a horse and cart. (laughs) Candy cane lane. Christmas is waiting for you. song and a half wasn't it absolutely I cannot imagine the fun that Sia had writing the lyrics of this album and recording this album as well because it is she's clearly she's written some fantastic songs along the way she's mentioned before some of her own stuff but also she's written for the greats she's written Diamonds for Rihanna is probably one of her most notable ones but I imagine she just completely went out with this and had as much fun as she could and got packed as much Christmas into it as she could. And Candy Cane Lane is one of the biggest examples of that, I think, on this album. Well, you've got the bells, you've got that jaunty beat. There's a very subtle synthesised electronic undertone there, oh. which is lovely to hear. Do you know what? I don't think I picked up on that, but what I have picked up on is this, for me, is very much of the Phil Spector's Christmas album, Ilk. It's got that wall of sound sound, wall of sound sound uh, that's synonymous with his work. And I think a lot of Christmas songs actually do hark back to that. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas Is You is an example. Um, even Lowe's, Just Like Christmas. It's it's become a staple of a Christmas song. And this song really does touch on that. So I've just had a look outside, just poked my head through the curtains. Don't tell me it's snowing. It's not snowing. Oh. It's quite mild. But we can listen to the next track and imagine it's snowing. And we can probably imagine that we're walking in the air, actually. You going to try and sing the song? You've got a lovely falsetto. Uh, it's not the right time. <laughs> this is track number three. It's Snowman. Well, I know you're not a big fan of a ballad per se, but Snowman does slow things a little bit down there. What are your thoughts on that track? I don't mind that, actually. It's, it is that time of the year. Well, I was going to well. say, there are, there are so many ballads that are... If you flick on The Box now or one of the other music channels, you'll see The Power of Love, Stay Another Day, Goodbye by the Spice Girls. Um, ballads and that sort of more heartfelt... Uh, looking back at the year kind of theme uh, is synonymous. Um, So yeah, is is this a time when ballads are more allowed by you? It is, because I guess you do have the other extreme and there's some dreadful numbers like, do you remember that Hot Pants song, I Want to Give You One for Christmas? Goodness me, Yeah, exactly. So this is much nicer. You know, when we sat here right next to our tree... Which we spoke about a few episodes ago and um, it's dropped a few needles since then, unfortunately. (laughs) 
It was, uh, well, Cook's on her Christmas break now, so she would normally be picking them up. But, well, uh, hopefully you unwrap a Dyson tomorrow and you'll be able to spend the day picking them up. Implants and a Dyson. Oh! So Snowman, yes, more of a ballad, isn't it? But if Christmas isn't for ballads, what is it for? Exactly. And I think what's beautiful about this song is that we talked earlier about how Sia has got this iconic vocal and this iconic range, but with Snowman she keeps it very... Quite middle of the Pared road, down, yeah. yeah, and it's nice that someone with that ability does hone it in, so it's gorgeous. And I think we're probably going to get a little bit more of the same on this next track, which is number four. And this is Snowflake. If I were a betting man, I'd bet a million on you. Lovely lyrics in that song. Lovely. Snowflake, which I believe is dedicated to Generation Z and their overly offended ways, shall we say. I don't think so. I don't think it no. is that. And I don't think they are overly offended. Um, Snowflake is just another lovely, crisp ballad on the album. It was really nice. Maybe it's because it's Christmas. Maybe because the bubbles have gone to my head a little bit. But um... We are recording from the bathtub as we speak. <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed that. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I, again, mentioned before, Sia is an, an artist I've always admired but never really sat down and listened to. But as a fan of Christmas songs, I think this album, and particularly this song, this Snowflake has always been one of my favourite tracks on the album. I think Snowman, the one before it, is a few other people's, and it was released as a buzz track. Uh, My favourite phrase. Yes. For regular listeners. Snowflake, I think, is just quite, honestly, just quite a beautiful song. Things are going to crank up a little bit now, actually, so pass me that tin of celebration as well, and let's enjoy this one. Oh, I hate to say it, but I did have a little rummage when you were in the bathroom, so there were only bounties left. Oh. You're nothing but a ho, ho, ho. Back to the upbeat Christmas, which is what we want. It's Christmas Eve. We're, we're enjoying this little bottle of fizz that I bought around. I do hope you don't mind me forking out £7 for that. Do we settle up later? I think we should. Um, it just gets nasty otherwise. <laughs> this is a, it's an upbeat, whimsical number. What I really, really love about this song is some of the sound effects that you hear throughout the song. So there's the woo sort of whistle, mm. the wooden whistle with the... Um, yeah, that um, you pull or push as you're blowing to get those uh, fantastic effects. And there's also the sort of very high-noted xylophone effect, which sounds like Fred Flintstone running on the spot. <laughs> and you knew exactly what I meant when I said that, didn't you? Well, yeah, yes, it's a, it's a good reference. Uh, so I'll give you that. It's very, it's a quite a cartoony song, I'd say. Well, yeah, and then you've got the, the sort of marching band as, yeah. as the track goes out, which is... Uh, 
And I think that I love the yo ho, the ho ho ho, and a bottle of rum. It's almost like a pirate reference yeah. at the start. And then uh, cream and whiskey bourbon. I think she's making an eggnog. I don't. I've never had an eggnog. I've had an eggnog latte from Starbucks. But I think this album, as a whole, really opened up my eyes to, in a way, what a Christmas album can be because we have become so used to a, a Christmas album mainly being made up of covers of classic Christmas songs. But this 10 brand new tracks, I'm, I really want to see it in another Christmas album quite soon. Do you think she will? Well, so this year she released, this album was released last year. This year she released a special edition version, as everyone does, with three new songs on it. But I do hope that she that she does another full album. And what I really would love is, she's she very rarely does live shows, doesn't she? You, you rarely see her live, you rarely see her in person at all. I'd love for her to do the Christmas album at somewhere like the Royal Albert Hall. Or I was thinking like the Albert Hall, yeah, yeah. That'd, be, that'd be lovely. I think she's got the voice to really make that soar in that venue. Yeah. And you raise an interesting point as well. What other kind of reasonably modern, full, original Christmas albums can you think of that you've enjoyed? If I think of quite recent ones, we mentioned before Kylie's, which is really fun, but so many covers on there. Uh, Tom Chaplin from Keen, last year he released uh, a nice album. Again, it's... um, I know his music isn't particularly your cup of tea, but a gorgeous album that fits the Christmas mood, but it's got four covers on there. Um, even if you think back to Mariah Carey's Christmas album, obviously All I Want For Christmas Is You is self-written and iconic, but there's a lot of covers and classic Christmas songs on the album. So this, as far as I'm aware, is one of the very few all original Christmas albums from a, a very contemporary artist. Let me just throw one more into the mix there. Oh! Uh, so Girls Aloud um, released uh, alongside Chemistry, their third album. They released, it was a two-disc release, with the second disc being, I guess, what you could call Christmas Tree, uh, which was an out full album of Oh, is that what songs, they called it? Is it Chemistry and Christmas Tree? Is that it? Well, I, I think it was referred to at the time and stayed with me as Christmas tree. Well, I was going to say, if they didn't do it that way, you're a genius and they missed a trick. Not my own, not my own words, which was sort of 50-50 covers of classic Christmas songs and original Xenomania written and produced Christmas songs. Yes. Which, which were good fun. I remember one that one of them made the, um, made the classic Christmas compilations and that was Not Tonight Santa. That's that's probably the best one of the lot. Yeah, but it still hasn't quite made the cut, has it, in terms well, of some other... Well, and it's not to give anything away, but I'm not going to be talking about that in further listening. Oh, are you going to be talking about a Girls Aloud song, perhaps? Who knows? To say any more... <laughs> you'll just have to wait for 20 minutes, and then we'll, we'll, we'll reveal all. Well, let's flip this record over, then. Let's turn over to side B now, and actually, a sentiment I think we would both agree with, uh, puppies are forever.
as that song is also, Sia shares a very important message. Yes. A dog or a puppy is for life, not just for Christmas. RSPCA have been banging that one out since I was a lad. Um, well, and it's still needed, I think, because puppies are lovely. And so are older dogs. And so are older dogs as well. Yeah. But what a fun song. What a fun song. It's got that element of how much is that doggy in the window. I think she brings back some of that Phil Spector wall of sound production for this one. I love that you've got church bells, you've got sleigh bells, you've got actual dogs barking in there as well. Uh, yeah, which um, I believe were live in the studio. Really? I have no idea, but it's quite a fun idea, isn't it? And you'd like to think that Sia is the sort of person that would bring dogs into the studio just to get a real, genuine woof out of them. <laughs> I'm now imagining, you know the dogs that have like a fringe that goes over their eyes like her wig? <laughs> dogs that look like Sia. Um, that's probably a uh, something you could search online. Well, I'll probably do that shortly, actually. But that's just the sort of fun spirit you need with a message. Yes. There's some lovely... As we've touched on already, and I think there's a few more to come, some heartfelt tugging at the heartstring moments with some of the ballads. But this is following on from Ho 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 as well, which is quite nice. Just a very fun Christmas song, which is what we need. It's it's Christmas Eve. Well, you know, we need a bit of fun. So let's move on, because I think the next number is going to be quite a beat as well. It's not snowing out there, but at least we've got the sunshine. not 100% expected to hear a song called Sunshine on a Christmas album, is it? But the revelation that Sia is in fact Santa's helper Mm. is uh, a big revelation in this song. Yes. And we can't forget that a lot of the world, and certainly our fans and listeners in Australia, will be celebrating tomorrow in the sunshine. It's funny that I was talking to someone just today who is from Australia. On Christmas Eve? Yes, oh, yeah. That's fine. I've been out of the office today, in the world, in the real world, and I just without thinking, I said, "Oh, it must be really weird it being hot at Christmas." This is our first Christmas in the UK, mm. and um, of course, it's not because that's the norm yeah. for us. The norm is to be colder, and it's for, it, for, it, to, for it to be winter. And I have to say, it took me a long. I, I, Love getting in the Christmas spirit. It's my favourite time of year, without a shadow of a doubt. It took me a little bit longer this year to get into it, and I think a lot of it is because of the weather. It's been so warm. It's still not... Well, well it's not snowing, which is... Yeah. We're used to a white Christmas. Every year. Yes. And for that reason, and because this song's called Sunshine, I recently mentioned to, um, again, my other half, the, the better half of me, um, that I didn't... This song felt odd on the album because it's called Sunshine and I thought well, Sunshine doesn't really fit in with a, an album called Every Day's Christmas and an album that's got Snowflake and Snowman on there but then we put it on and of course it does talk about um, got the elves working in the workshop and I'm Santa's helper and all that kind of thing so actually it is a very festive song and I, I don't like to often say that I was wrong but 
I was quite wrong. You were wrong. On that occasion, that one occasion, that's probably my my one wrong of 2018. So long as that's the only wrong that you've done, you've had a very good year. Let's move into track number eight. How's your Prosecco? It's absolutely delicious. Good. I'll top you up then as we move into this one. Uh, Underneath the mistletoe now. Which is where we are, actually. say one thought after that go on it really reminded me of the famous Kate Bush song Wuthering Heights yes and you mentioned that as we listened to the track then and I have to say I had never heard it before and now you've said that really do it's very uh, whimsical for want of a better word Um, but it doesn't make a difference because I was already a big fan of that song on this album I think see as Iconic ballads aren't normally super stripped back. They've normally got a bit of punch to them. Thinking about things like Chandelier, if you'd call that a ballad or something like that. Um, and this is that same thing. It's, it's a ballad that sweeps along um, and she's, she, she attacks it. And I think we hear that here. It's a, I'm such a big fan of this song. One of my highlights of the album, for sure. And time to head into track number nine now. And if only this was true, then Roy Wood would be a happy man. <laughs> He'd be even richer than he is now, which is very rich already. Is he? Well, he must get huge royalties every every Christmas. I think he's held the rights because he doesn't look like a rich man. Well, we'll talk about that on next week's Wizard episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is track number nine now. Every day is Christmas. That's every day is Christmas. I have to say, I love Christmas, but every day being Christmas wouldn't be as special, would it? No, and also wouldn't have special moments like today's Christmas Eve episode because every day would be Christmas Day. And I love, I think I love Christmas Eve more than Christmas Day. Really? Just the anticipation and yeah. the excitement. And like just like sit, sitting here and us having a, a glass of fizz now next yeah. to the tree, knowing what's ahead, knowing what surprises cooks there for us in the oven for tomorrow, and and it is for me the build up to Christmas is actually is more than Christmas Day. Presents don't mean anything, although I have got one for you for tomorrow. So yeah, I've got you a little something as well. Have you? Yeah, we had that secret Santa going, didn't we? Yeah, and I got you actually. Oh, I shouldn't say anything. I'm going to ruin it for tomorrow. But Every Day is Christmas, the title track from the album, another, like the track before, another almost standard seer, classic, powerful ballad with the message being Christmas inside there. And that is more than okay with me. We're on to the final track of the album. What a shame. The title of this track is kind of where we are now, actually. 
Uh, it's underneath the Christmas lights. Oh. So let's put it on and enjoy the final underneath one from Sia. Underneath the Christmas lights. 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 lovely way to end Sia's Christmas album. Yeah, it starts off with a bit of a, a pop and a bang like a Christmas cracker with Santa's coming for us. And I think it's so a stunning closer with Underneath the Christmas Lights. And mentioned before how Sia's got this powerhouse of a vocal. And even though this track doesn't lend itself to her belting it out 100%. I think you really hear the cracks in her voice in this one and how delicate her voice can be while still showcasing her range. This whole album for me is a Christmas album that I'm going to play every year. And this song, how it's written, it's very simple. That chorus underneath the Christmas lights is just repeated throughout and throughout and throughout. But yeah, I really love it. It is is lovely. And I've, I've kind of... Maybe it's the time of year, maybe it's the bubbles, but I've warmed a little bit more to, I think you do at Christmas, some of the more sentimental, yeah, emotional tracks. You've got a little tear there, are you okay? Yes, yeah, just, uh, just the fumes from that scented candle have just, <laughs> just caught me. But we're not at the end yet, because no. we've got some further listening. Yes. And what are, we, what, are we, what are the rules for further listening on Christmas Eve? Well, you know, this is the only time of year when we're going to really explore Christmas music. So it seemed a shame to stick with Sia, despite the fact that she's done a fantastic Christmas album. And there is a deluxe version out there released this year with three extra tracks. We thought, let's explore some other Christmas songs from some of our favourite artists. So tomorrow, on Christmas Day, if you've got a bit of time to spare in the morning, there is going to be another episode with an album... uh, that was released prior to 2000 so we thought with this album this episode let's stick our further let's keep our further listening choice to this side of the millennium and will i'd love for you to go first so from my selection i've gone to someone we haven't actually featured yet on the podcast but it feels like she oh um may appear next year sometime in 2019 this was from a Christmas album we referenced earlier. It's from Kylie's Christmas album. Uh-huh. And it's the Holy Grail. It's a duet with her sister, Danny. Oh, fa- oh, is it Dancing Queen? No. Oh. <laughs> so, when it takes it all? No. Oh. So it's an original song. Uh, and it's called 100 Degrees. And um, I'm going to put it on and we'll talk about it afterwards. out of the bag disco banger for Christmas yes which is not what we've had for uh, the rest of this episode but very welcome to have to say 
It's great fun, that track. And I, Kylie's Christmas album was a mixed bag of Christmas treats. And for me, this is one of the highlights. I do like something with a bit more tempo to it. And, you know, as a lot of fans would want, that duet with her and Danny, her yeah. sister, is most welcome. Certainly. Um, so I know that this track was from her album Kylie Christmas, her first Christmas album released in 2015, uh, three years ago now. Uh, and this song was co-written by Kylie and was about the difference, uh, We, funnily enough we mentioned it earlier, about the difference of celebrating Christmas in a climate like Australia, her native country, um, and England. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Will, they actually altered it slightly for a single release later in the year, is that right? You're quite right as well. It, it survived beyond Christmas. As not many things do. And it's worth noting that on this track, they did um, re-record it and rework it. Uh, where it was called 100 Degrees Still Disco to Me, rather than Christmas. Oh, it's nice to know that, because some songs you get, some Christmas songs in, for me at least, I do think, I'd love to hear it throughout the year, but it just doesn't feel right, so it's nice that they did that. And maybe other artists could do that as well. Perhaps Mariah Carey could do All I Want For Summer Is You, perhaps. It's a nice thought. I think that song is too embedded now in Christmas culture for it to do anything else. I think you're probably right. Although we did hear it together at Glastonbury uh, during Club de Fromage, was it, one year? It was at the end of June and yes. you loved it. I Honestly, I think it's the most I've danced at Glastonbury in my life. It was Band-Aid and then All Night for Christmas is You. And it was the first night, so everybody was first night drunk. Yeah, and it's very different to the rest of the festival. Quite hot in the day, actually. Yeah, it was... uh, 100 degrees. Yeah, literally. Um, So, Dan, what have you chosen? Well, I've gone for something very different to Kylie, actually, but equally as respected in the music world. The Killers, who we featured a few months ago with Day and Age, um, they've... They did release a Christmas single every year for 11 years, all original apart from the last one. And there were some really fantastic songs. They had a lot of very high-profile guests. It was between two songs for me to choose today. It was a very difficult decision, actually, and still in my mind now, I'm still wondering if I made the right choice, because one of them featured Neil Tennant and Elton John. Oh, heaven. However... I have to follow my heart and I have to go with a song called Boots by them. So this is The Killers with their Christmas song from 2010 and this is Boots. Just if I had to think of a way that the killers would do a Christmas track, that's how it would be. It's very faithful to that to them, but also with there are some bells in there, there are some drums in there. Yeah, it's very melancholic. Very melancholic. One of my favourite parts about the song is how it samples uh, what is a quintessentially Christmas film. It's a Wonderful Life. 
uh, right at the beginning there. And then kind of the theme from that follows throughout. Lyrically, it encompasses Christmas more than many Christmas songs that I know of. Um, I'm just going to read out the lyrics to the chorus there. My mother in the kitchen, my father on the floor, watching television, it's a wonderful life. Cinnamon candles burning, snowball fights outside, smile below each nose and above each chin, family all together, presents piled high, frost in all the windows, what a wonderful night. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? And it's not all about the presents piled high, but that whole thing, the cinnamon, they're, they're touching all the senses there for me. And um, as I say, they've, re- they've released a Christmas song every year, or they did release a Christmas song every year for 11 years. Some fantastic songs. Some of them I wasn't so keen on, to be honest, because they didn't really feel festive. But for me, when I hear this song, I feel just as festive as when I hear Mariah Carey, All I Want For Christmas Is You, or Wham! Last Christmas. You know, for me, this is on a par. But I've also just realised that we never had, we never talked about the fantastic album artwork on See Is Every Day's Christmas album. Well, first of all, let me say what an absolute honour that is, that normally that is the, <laughs> the point in the episode when you talk, when you, when you, well, there's a song that you're not so keen on and, and you decide to look to the artwork. So, well done her, first of all. And well done me, second of all. Mm, that's not what I was going to say, actually. But Let's... it's a shame because the album artwork is very fun. It's very fun. It picks up on that, that image of hers that isn't her, that um, black and white wig usually. They've got some festive colours in there, haven't they? It's a red and green wig, where she's got a massive bow in the wig. Huge! She's, she's pulling a hilarious uh, fun face in there as well. I think more excitingly than the album artwork is the banner on, if you go onto Apple Music, onto the page for this album, it's Sia in the same get-up, but she's also interacting with a wonderfully festive uh, French bulldog. Elevating that message that puppies are forever, and not just for Christmas. Because that's there all year round. Mm. And do you know what? I don't normally head to Wikipedia for anything to do with this podcast because it's not a reliable source. But just when you said that about the about the uh, the artwork, I had a look. They recorded the album in May. May? Can you imagine recording a Christmas album in May? I would not feel festive recording a Christmas album in May. Mm. Then again, it is currently April 2016 when we're recording this podcast, so... <laughs> Just to get ahead. <laughs> no, it really is Christmas Eve. It is. We're, we've probably got to go shortly anyway, because the carol concert is about to start. Yes, uh, Midnight Mass is about to start. Unless um, you're listening to this album on Christmas Eve morning, in which case, there's some good films on today. Yeah, I'm sure the Muppet Christmas, Car- Christmas Carol's on Channel 5 at some point today. There'll be a Bond film on later on ITV. Oh, lovely. And you've got Mrs Brown's boys to look forward to tomorrow. So It's a repeat, but... What a treat. It's going to be good. Um, We're out of time. Oh, on Christmas Eve as well. Out of time on Christmas Eve. Um, so I guess that's it until tomorrow. We're back tomorrow with our next one, which is going to be a bit more traditional. Yes, and what a treat to spend Christmas Day together between... Today and tomorrow, if you get the time, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We'd love for you to rate and to review us, as so many other people have done already. But what a Christmas treat that would be, Will. Oh, it would make our Christmases. Yes, it would. Like really all would. our Christmases have come at once. And we'd really like to hear what what are your favourite Christmas songs, what are your favourite Christmas albums, what tracks make you think of this festive time of year. Do let us know, mainly on Twitter, at Move to Trash UK. And hashtag track by track. 
And we really will be back actually tomorrow on Christmas Day. You've been knocking back those bubbles, so you might have a little bit of a hangover tomorrow. I'll be absolutely fine uh, to serve up smoked salmon and books fizz. Well, I'm a vegetarian, so just the just the eggs and mainly the books fizz for me. Thank you. Uh, and on that note, that's it. So, thanks for listening, and until next time, I've been a puppy. And I've been Kylie and Danny Minogue. <laughs> Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.